What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellows Show. My name is Kyle. In this video, we're going over my 2022 tight end rankings. We're going to be uh, using the tiers that I have here on the right, and I'll be kind of just drafting these guys and making my list of rankings here on the right. Now, if you want to get access to my 2022 projections document and as well as the 2022 draft kit, there's a link in the description below that's going to get you access to uh, here. Let me show you. Uh, you're going to get access to a ton of stuff, my rankings, my projections, my entire Google Sheet Excel document as well. Uh, you can see all the position tabs for projections, top 200, positional tiers, cheat sheets and advanced data stuff as well as a couple other things so check out the 2022 draft kit and uh <clears throat> let's get into it let's do this tight end rankings and i think for me uh it's it's pretty clear there's kind of like a, a top five that is kind of locked in uh and starting at the top there's kind of a tier of, of kelsey and mark andrews i think for me I really like what Mark Andrews did last year, but I just worry about the Ravens, you know, going back to their roots and running the football a little bit more. We saw last year Mark Andrews have 154 targets. I think that number's coming down. Um, basically, just all of these numbers, I think, are going to trickle down a little bit as the Ravens get Lamar Jackson back, focus on the run <clears throat> a little bit more. And for me, I'm going to continue to take Travis Kelsey as the first tight end off the board. And <clears throat> I think, honestly, he's probably worth <clears throat> like a number one ranking, uh, to be fair, <clears throat> or a first round ranking, to be fair. Uh, you have to expect, you know, with Tyree Kill gone, he's going to be the focal point of that offense. And I, I just think uh, he's he's as safe as they come. He's guaranteed to be tight end one or tight end two with Mark Andrews. There's a little bit of play there. Uh, so for me, I'm willing to take Travis Kelsey at the back end of the first round of full PPR drafts. And then as far as Mark Andrews, I still love him, but he's more of a round two target for me, where if, if you want to get a tight end early, uh, everyone knows Mark Andrews is going to be a safe and steady target. He's kind of the number one receiver in that offense. So I have no problem with Mark Andrews as the second tight end off the board. But again, he's still a little bit below Travis Kelsey for me. And then I think there's kind of a clear ADP drop. Let's actually, I'm going to pull up the fantasy pros uh, ADP here. And let's, let's just take a look and see what <clears throat> other websites are ranking these tight ends. I'm going to hit PPR scoring. <clears throat> so they do have Travis Kelsey ranked as the 13th overall player. This is using ESPN. I don't know what RT Sports is. Fantrax, FFC, and Sleeper. He's the clear number one tight end, and Mark Andrews is the clear number two tight end. Now, uh, for the most part here, all these sites rank Kyle Pitts as the number three tight end, and I have to agree with them. Last year, Kyle Pitts, a little bit disappointing. He was still tight end number six, though, on a on a end-of-the-season basis. So I think that's his floor when you take him. You're drafting him as the, probably the third or the fourth tight end off the board. And you got to admit, like, a thousand yards as a, as a rookie tight end is pretty phenomenal. 68 receptions, only one touchdown. So I, I think we can guarantee he's going to catch more than one touchdown this year. So that could boost him, you know, into the top five. Uh, but for me, I'm going to continue to take Kyle Pitts <clears throat> in most, um, in most best ball sites, he's going in the third round. And I think if you play an ESPN or sleeper, you can get him in the fourth or the fifth. So I love Kyle Pitts. There's a really strong connection with Marcus Mariota. Uh, Mariota's always been good throwing the tight end. So I like Kyle Pitts as my tight end number three. Uh, and then after that, I'm going to land into Darren Waller just because he's been a volume monster for the majority of his uh, the last few seasons with Derek Carr. I know Devontae Adams is there, but man, he's still going to be getting a ton of volume. And I think in terms of ADP here, they actually have him as the fifth tight end, which I'm taking Waller over Kittle just because it's, it's a heavy passing volume there in, in the Raiders system. And we know with Josh McDaniels, he's had a lot of fun and success with his tight ends in the past. So to me, Waller over Kittle, uh, it's more of a volume play as well as a scheme play. I just think Waller in for another good season. I know he's not practicing or anything right now. He's got, I think it's a hamstring that he's, uh, they're being protective of him, but still uh, Darren Waller in the fourth or the fifth round seems like really good value. Uh, and then after that, I think that the, the, the fact, you know, number five tight end is going to be George Kittle for me. 
he's being drafted anywhere in the fifth. Sometimes he falls into the sixth round, but you got to think young rookie. Uh, technically, it's his first season starting with Trey Lance. So it's probably going to rely on a lot of George Kittle in a lot of situations. And we know Kittle can explode <clears throat> at almost any given moment. What, he might be the, like the best overall tight end in terms of his blocking and his receiving game combined. Uh, Kittle can't go wrong with George Kittle in the fifth round. So <clears throat> that's the top five tight end rankings. Uh, and then after that, you see I have this next tier. And these guys I kind of view all as, you know, almost every week they have top five upside. And, and who knows if there's an injury or two to the guys above and they're just not getting touchdowns. I could see any one of these players finishing in the top five uh, for this season. I think Dalton Schultz is kind of the, the clear number six guy off the board. They, uh, they have him here as, you know, the sixth tight end. He's six 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 seven and six so he's kind of the clear guy here i'm gonna go ahead and, and lock dalton schultz in there just the <clears throat> the, co the competition for targets is wide open there after cd lamb dalton schultz is the number two preferred target for dak prescott this year with amari cooper uh now on the browns and as well as michael gallup not being ready for the start of the season and again rookie jalen tolbert's there i think schultz is a safe play not an exciting play but he's going to be a, a, just a really dependable tight end for you probably double digit points every week uh you know anywhere four to six catches per game so i like dalton schultz as a safety blanket uh in this offense uh, and then after that, we got Hawkinson, Ertz, and Goddard. Let's see what Fantasy Pros has to say. They have Hawkinson as the tight end seven. There's Goddard, and then there's Ertz. And these guys are all kind of around the same, but it looks like they prefer Hawkinson and Ertz and then a clear distant Zach Ertz or Hawkinson, Goddard, and then a clear Zach Ertz, number three. I'm kind of in the same camp. I like TJ Hawkinson. Last year, Hawkinson, he still hasn't given us a full season, but <clears throat> last year he was tight end 15. Averaged a healthy 11.9 points per game. If I filter by points per game, that's going to put him as the tight end seven, and that's kind of that's kind of his you know a good spot for him. I don't really love getting a lot of TJ Hawkinson. I just think they added a lot of target competition, whereas last year there was basically none. He was kind of the number one target going into the year. But with Amon Ross St. Brown emerging, DJ Chark added, and of course, DeAndre Swift, Hawkinson kind of not so much of a clear, you know, number two, number three target anymore. But I still think the upside of Hawkinson there, and who knows, maybe the addition and the emergence of, of Amon Ross St. Brown and, and DJ Chark could help lighten the load for TJ Hawkinson and, and put him up there and have a really nice safe season. So for him, it's really the health situation that is the most concerning. Uh, but I do like Hawkinson as a fringe top five tight end. Um, I've been, I've been high on Zach Ertz for a while, but I, I think I need to get Dallas Goddard ahead of him in my rankings. Uh, Goddard <clears throat> kind of the clear he's it's interesting. Cause you know, adding AJ Brown is going to complicate things for Devonta Smith and AJ Brown's going to leave the team in targets. That's really safe to say. But after that, between Goddard and Devonta Smith, you're looking at the number two, number three targets for the Eagles offense. And I just think with the, uh, just Tight end points are so hard to come by. Dallas Goddard, really strong player here. He showed up really well last year down the end of the stretch. So Goddard, to me, ranks as my number eight player. And then I'm going to slide Zach Ertz into the number 10 spot. Now, I know people are like, Zach Ertz, number nine? Zach Ertz was a really good addition for the Cardinals last year. They struggled to have a tight end the last few seasons. Ertz came in there, played really well down the stretch. I think he had a monster amount of targets towards the end of the year. Let's actually pull those numbers up. Uh, Zach Ertz, to end the season last year, he ended up with a ton of targets. You see 11, 13, 9, and 10. Not so hot in the playoff game, but he ended the season really strongly, and I think this could be something you see with DeAndre Hopkins missing the first six games. I mean, 7, 11, 13, 9, and 10 PPR games here the last five games. Really strong numbers, and he just needs the touchdowns to fall his way. I think Ertz 
one of those guys that like, if you miss the top eight, Ertz is going to be one of those guys you want to circle and just make, be sure, you know, where he's going to be drafted. Cause I think he could be a, a tight end that gets off to a hot start, especially in September and into October while DeAndre Hopkins is out. Uh, now, after that, that's when projections and rankings get kind of uh, wonky. You have a ton of guys here vying to crash the top 10 for fantasy tight ends. And I think I have to go with Dawson Knox as my next best tight end because he's going to be, that number two, number three target in games there for Josh Allen. Stephon Diggs, the clear cut number one, but I think you're going to see probably Gabe Davis and Dawson Knox trade off games as being the second or third best target for Josh Allen. Uh, in terms of fantasy pros here, they do have Dawson Knox as the 10th. So we're kind of in alignment here with the consensus and man, Knox got hurt a little bit last year. He didn't play a full season, but when he played, he, he was catching touchdowns. And I just think you want to be attached. You kind of want to attach your, your tight end to a strong quarterback. That's going to throw a lot of touchdowns. So Dawson Knox, uh, who knows? I have him at number 10. It wouldn't surprise me if he ends up as a top five or top six tight end, you know, if he ends up catching nine, 10 touchdowns. So I like the upside there. And with tight end too, like he's, he's got a low floor, but if he's catching touchdowns and you wait on tight end, that's, that's ultimately what's worth it at the end. Uh, but let's pivot and see uh, fantasy pros. They have coming off next off the board, Fryermuth, Jasicki, Cole Komet, Hunter Henry, Noah Fant, David Njoku. I don't love any of these guys particularly. I think Pat Fryermuth with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, he was a, a favorite target of Ben Roethlisberger last year. I'm not really sure how he's going to fare with Trubisky and the, and the other quarterbacks they have here. So I like him. I don't know if I love him. Jasicki, I'm kind of out on Jasicki. We'll probably rank him a little bit lower. I think he's going to get lost among Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle for targets. Cole Komet, though. Intriguing guy. This is a player here who last year, in terms of targets, um, he was eighth in targets with 93 receiving targets last year. That puts him in the top 10. If he gets the same amount of targets, probably a little bit more now that Allen Robinson's not there, and he hangs on to, you know, 60 to 65 receptions, you know, almost 700 yards. He didn't score a touchdown last year. <clears throat> He's going to score touchdowns this year. So I, I think Cole Komet is an easy guy here that I think I'm excited to get. I'm going to put him here as my tight end 11. And this is just a volume play. I'm assuming he's going to be the number two target in that offense. They're probably going to have a lot of garbage time opportunities. So Cole Komet, a guy worth taking a flyer on. Uh, my next tight end that I want to be higher on than consensus is going to be David Njoku. And I know Njoku finally got paid. No more Austin Hooper. He's going to be the tight end uh, on the field the most for the Browns. And I know there's a huge QB, uh, you know, worry there with Jacoby Brissett. Maybe Deshaun Watson plays some this year. But either way, Jacoby Brissett has been a pretty tight end friendly uh, quarterback for most of his career. So I think uh, you're looking at a guy here who is relatively cheap. His ADP. You know, down here at tight end 16, I think that's a really good bet for him to beat that. And I'm taking him over Noah Fant, Henry, and Jasicki and Fryermuth for sure. I think what we'll do next, though, is I want to get I want to get Pat Fryermuth in there. Again, he played phenomenally as a rookie. Not easy for tight ends to do. What did he end up with for touchdowns? He ended up with seven touchdowns, almost 80 targets, 60 receptions, almost 500 yards. You're probably going to see these numbers increase. I think he can be a really nice safe floor option for you each week. And who knows, he could lead the Steelers in touchdowns again this season. The next guy I want to be uh, cautious about, uh, it's going to be Herb Smith. I know he's had a lot of injury history. He's got a thumb issue that we're dealing with right now. But I think uh, you got to think about that. Vikings offense being similar to the Rams offense the last few years where Tyler Higby's had some monster games, the tight ends on the field a lot, a lot of tight end, you know, one tight end sets, three receiver sets. Uh, Herb Smith could be a busy guy with targets, and I just think he's ready to break out this year as, as long as he stays healthy. Uh, my next guy is that I want to get off the board. It, it's going to be Hunter Henry. 
Now, I don't love Hunter Henry. He's kind of a boom-bust touchdown play, but it's hard to ignore the touchdowns that he scored last year. In terms of touchdowns, uh, he, he tied for the most touchdowns. There was four tight ends with nine touchdowns, so he is kind of the preferred red zone target here. He's kind of up and down. He did average 10.3 fantasy points per game, but 50 reception, 603 yards, a little bit low here. So he is one of those boom-bust options. I think I prefer him more in best ball than I do in a redraft setting. Uh, we'll go ahead and get Albert Okwegbunam off the board here. Now, he's going to be the starting tight end for the Broncos. There's some question marks there at how often he's going to be on the field. He, it didn't look good in the first preseason game. I'm just hoping that they're just trying to get him, you know, often involved, and hopefully he can be the tight end one for the Broncos. But he's a guy I want to be uh, interested in grabbing as my tight end, too, just because you never know. He's, he's a massive guy. He's really fast, and he is Russell Wilson's – probably best tight end target. So he's a guy we're taking a shot on as your tight end too. Uh, and then we get to my next tier. And this one's kind of messy. You got Higby, Fant, Ingram, Hurst, Molly Cox, Austin Hooper, Gerald Everett. We got a ton of guys here that I'm just not quite sure who to take a stab on. Uh, Fantasy pros likes Robert Tunyon, Ingram, Everett, Higby. Uh, I like the Robert Tunyon call. He got finally got cleared to practice, but he might still start the season on Pup List, so I'm, I'm okay with being a little bit lower on him. Uh, I'm actually going to go ahead and I'm going to put Hayden Hurst up here uh, as the tight end 17. He's been kind of the talk of the, the Bengals camps. You know, they think they got something there pretty cheap, and he's on a one-year prove-it deal, so he could be looking to cash in. Last year, you saw CJ Uzama ranks number 19 as the tight end. He did have a pretty nice season, uh, but he left a lot of yards on the field, 49 receptions, 493 yards, five touchdowns. That's kind of the floor, and, and we're not too far removed. Like, remember back in 2019 or 2020, Hayden Hurst was tight end number nine for Matt Ryan. He, he can be a viable tight end option. So don't sleep on Hayden Hurst. He's in the Joe Burrow offense and all the attention from that defense. Got to go to Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Boyd, and Mixon. So uh, Hurst is one of my preferred number two tight ends. If you can get a duo of like Knox and Hurst, I think that's a pretty good way of doing it. Let's go ahead and get uh, – I'm going to get Evan Ingram off the board. I know a lot of people are like, oh, Evan Ingram, he's just never turned into anything with the Giants. He did have some nice seasons early in his career, and then he kind of just got lost the last few seasons with the strange coaching staff and just the just the the crappy surroundings of the Giants the last couple of years. I think he kind of got lost. But in Jags camp, he's been pretty consistent. He's been kind of the third or fourth target for Trevor Lawrence. And you got to think, Doug Peterson loves his tight ends. They paid Evan Ingram. I think he's like the fourth or fifth most paid Jag this season. So don't sleep on Ingram. He's a nice tight end two target for you. And then let's go ahead and get Tyler Higby and Noah Fant off the board here. Higby, um, Higby interests me because after Cup, after Allen Robinson, they don't really have a clear number three target. I don't know if Van Jefferson's going to be ready week one. He's got a couple of knee injury and surgeries that he's had to deal with. So Higby could be the number three target for Matthew Stafford, which could be pretty fruitful. And then you have to think Noah Fant's going to be the number three target. I know it's a low volume passing offense, but Geno Smith, Drew Locke, there's the Drew Locke connection to Noah Fant. Uh, but you could see the the kind of the backup quarterbacks uh, really lock on to the tight end and make him a part of their focal point. Uh, now we're into the the kind of the bottom guys here. Molly Cox is the starting tight end for Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's always been good with tight ends. Austin Hooper, the starting tight end for Ryan Tannehill. There's just a complete lack of wide receiver targets there in Tennessee. So I kind of like Austin Hooper on the on the on, as a sleeper. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and put Gerald Everett up here as a tight end you want to get because Justin Herbert's always been good throwing the tight end. He could be a guy that they look for often in the red zone. And they've also been mixing him in with some, some, you know, backfield carry stuff. So Everett's a sleeper. Uh, we'll go ahead and put Moa Lee Cox and Austin Hooper in there for reasons I mentioned above. 
And now I want to get, I want to be higher here on, on Robert Tunyon. I think if he gets cleared for week one, I, I might be willing to, to change that. We'll see how he reacts to his first time in practice this week. Uh, but Tunyon, definitely a sleeper there. If he starts the year on pup list, you could draft him, put him on your IR and see what happens. Uh, let's, I guess we'll get Mike Jasicki out of the way. I think he's an interesting guy, but I'm, he's just not one I'm willing to draft at ADP. Uh, but here's a guy that I think could be making some noise this year. And he's low on my rankings, but it's Brevin Jordan. He's a guy that came on strong for the Houston Texans at the end of the year. He's been running with the ones. He had good preseason usage, uh, you know, sticking mainly with the ones. And he was out there for all the passing attempts. So I think Brevin Jordan is one of those guys here who is a deep sleeper. Don't sleep on him. I think he's a guy worth taking at the end of your drafts. And now we get to the point where it's just kind of like, I don't know what to do. I think I need to get Tyler Conklin higher on my list. He's been the kind of the stud breakout for the Jets camp. They, it seems like every almost every other Jets blur by read is Tyler Conklin is locked in. He's catching a lot of passes. And who knows, with Joe Flacco maybe starting one, two, three, four games, uh, that, that could be a nice boost for a tight end there. And he's well ahead of CJ Uzama, who they also signed. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw a couple other just random tight ends in here. We have some young guns, Dan Bell, Daniel Bellinger, John Bates, Harrison Bryant. Bellinger is like locked into the Giants starting tight end role and Penny Galladay doesn't excite me. Kadarius Tony's always getting hurt. Wondell Robinson is the undersized receiver. Who knows? Maybe Bellinger gets uh, busy with a handful of targets on this offense. I like John Bates because I don't think Logan Thomas is going to be ready for the start of the year. He could be on pup list. So Bates could be the starting tight end for Carson Wentz. Uh, then we will add another Cleveland Brown here, Harrison Bryant. He's going to be used heavily in two tight end sets, and it sounds like he's having himself a pretty strong camp. Uh, now we get to the bottom list. I have two more spots to fill here. Tommy Tremble could be an interesting tight end with Baker Mayfield. I'll go ahead and put him on the list. Um, but then you just have questions. You know, Donald Parham, the number two for the Chargers. Jonu Smith, the number two, but it sounds like he's been making a lot of plays. I don't trust Cameron Brait as a tight end. Adam Troutman's going to have to compete with Taysom Hill. Greg Dolchitz, a, a rookie to monitor. Foster Moreau, a guy that could be interesting if Waller goes down. But I think I have to give this to Jonu Smith. They paid him a lot of money last year. And he's been making a lot of plays in camp. I think I saw him like one of the second or third most uh, receptions in Patriots camp this summer. So that is it. That is my rankings. Uh this was a lot of fun. I, I just completed all my positional rankings, QB, running back, receiver, and tight end. Please check out the the, the videos if you need to check out some of those guys. I'm, I'm probably going to update these at some point soon, but I'll get it on the uh, uploaded onto the draft kit. Positional rankings are all done. And uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this video. Thank you so much for your time. Have a good rest of your evening. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in another video. Peace. Peace.